This is the Downtown Series Podcast, the podcast for everything Chicago real estate and beyond. Each episode, you will hear from some of Chicago's leading experts straight from our beautiful office here at Downtown Apartment Company. I'm Ben Creamer. Join us as we dive deep into Chicago real estate landscape, discuss upcoming developments, and provide you with the knowledge beyond pulse of the market. As always, choose wisely, live stylishly. Today is Thursday, March 12th. Here with us today is Quentin Green, broker at Downtown Apartment Company, and our guest, Michael Edwards, president and CEO of Chicago Loop Alliance. Michael has been with Chicago Loop Alliance since 2012 and was integral in overseeing CLA's five-year strategic action plan, which included a comprehensive sheet, uh, street team program, activation of underperforming public spaces, and a renewed leadership role in Chicago. Michael is also a founding member of the Global Business District's Innovation Club and has managed various successful downtown organizations in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Spokane, Washington, providing advocacy and government policy creation, urban planning and design services, promotion and marketing, essential clean and safe services, and parking and transportation initiatives. Thanks, Michael, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, So let's just get right into it. For those people out there who are not familiar with CLA, why don't you give us a little background of CLA, uh, the origin of State Street Commission, and tell us what project CLA is known for. Sure. Well, thank you for the opportunity again. Uh, Chicago Loop Alliance has been around for a long time. It was previously known as the Greater State Street Council, and it was Mm -hmm. actually started when the department stores were on State Street 100 years ago, back Mm -hmm. in the 1920s. In fact, Marshall Fields is in our minute books. Um, Mm -hmm. Wow. We're that old. Um, it uh, changed and became the modern group that it is now in 1997. Uh, we uh, renovated, the city renovated State Street back at the time. It was a bus mall. It was converted back to the street we see today. And uh, because of that, it needed to be taken care of. And so they created a special service area, or SSA 2015, uh, which provides funding through the property owners on that street to provide services. So Chicago Loop Alliance was born in 1997. A couple okay. of groups came together. And we were able to begin providing the services, some of that you articulated earlier, making State Street clean, safe, beautiful, um, so that we can get more economic activity on the street. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then we're always interested, Michael, we, I think you're a phenomenal leader. And if you can just offer us a little background about yourself and... Well, I'm a history major that's done okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, history and political science major, uh, Canisius College, uh, okay. uh, Je- nice Jesuit school, yeah, much like Jesuit Loyola. Jesuit myself as well. Oh, great. Yeah, it was Fantastic. Slew. Yeah. And I uh, went to graduate school, got a master's in public administration, so an MBA for sort of the public side of the universe, uh, from the University of Pittsburgh, and then have been practicing economic development since. And as you stated earlier, this is my third uh, downtown management uh, program, okay. and, uh, and the career track is larger cities. So I went from uh, my hometown of Buffalo, New York, which we can get into later, uh, Spokane, Pittsburgh, and now uh, Chicago. So they just kind of get bigger. The issues are very much the same, mm-hmm. same issues we're dealing with here in Chicago. We're dealing with in little old Spokane of uh, 200,000 people, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like a very niche uh, job market. So uh, it is actually the actually the folks in in my profession uh, we get together once a year, and there's oh, over okay. a thousand groups like ours around uh, just in America. Sure, wow. and uh, and around the world is of course even more. 
And people are recognizing that urban areas need a certain Absolutely. Uh, degree of attention. Mm -hmm. And so this is probably before your time, but there used to be these things called shopping malls. And at the time, <laughs> shopping malls were just killing downtowns. It's really yeah. why they put State Street into a bus mall was to compete with the suburbs. Sure. And people like me say it's because of us that people are coming back to downtowns. I say that it's because people like us grew up watching Seinfeld and people like you grew up watching Friends. And those, sto those stories all took place in downtowns, in cool urban settings. Yeah. That's how people grew up. And yeah. so the millennials today are like, hey, I'm going to go to the downtown apartment company and get, yeah. me, a, get me a place downtown because, yeah. I, because cities are cool again. It's true. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm uh, Seinfeld all day over Friends. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Look at, but I'm, for I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Quentin gives me a hard time, you know, about my age, but technically we're both millennials. We so are both technically, on the technically. I mean, opposite I'm right on the spectrum. tip there, um, and it depends, you know, what what Erica, gauge you though. go by. But well, Erica, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, cool. So, Michael, Cody, and I, and Cody's uh, the producer for this podcast. We actually attended uh, the Evolving Public Way. I don't know if you remember that one. Awesome mm -hmm. event that you guys held. And that went really deep into sort of how the loop is transformed from a historical context with how the boulevards functioned um, in the road system. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the, the loops evolving uh, state. Well, <clears throat> it used to be uh, just a nine to five place. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's really we still tend to struggle against that, um, that the, the loop appeared to be in many people's minds, um, you know, dead after five o'clock. Mm -hmm. As someone who actually lived downtown, in an apartment that was found by the downtown apartment company, a little plug for the mm. company, um, and lived downtown Thank for you. four years. I can tell you that downtown is not dead after five. And I was, uh, you know, uh, my opportunity was to come in 2012 when things were coming back out of the recession and um, people were moving back to the loop again. So it's one of the fastest growing neighborhoods. So the big change downtown in, in the loop um, is the residential population. There used mm -hmm. to be 40 people living on State Street, our, our target area. And now there's 2,000 people living yeah. on State Street. And so that requires a whole different way of people using downtown. So sure. how people interact on the sidewalk, certainly the rise of Uber and Divi mm -hmm. and Lyft and car sharing, just sort of how people get around, you know, where you need curb cuts just to drop people off. I mean, all of those yeah. things are playing a role in sort of how downtown either does or doesn't function. Sure, yeah. So then um, how, how, how would you say the loop has transformed since you've been president and CEO there? What are some major accomplishments that you've seen? Well, I think I'm always amazed at, at these projects that keep going up yeah. uh, downtown. So, you know, everything from Revival Food Hall, which sort of set the bar mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. food halls that are now, you know, hugely popular around the, uh, all around the city. Um, the, the, the creation of all of this um, energy around uh, residential development. And <clears throat> when it was a nine to five downtown, um, this was prior to Millennium Park. So Millennium Park... Okay right? Five or six years ago, is it, I don't even know, 10 years ago, a while ago, Millennium Park came in and it really just sort of fundamentally changed how people use the loop, right? It's become everybody's porch, okay. everybody's front yard. It's where everybody comes to have fun. And so that was great. Um, and then the Riverwalk showed up and now everybody comes down to the Riverwalk. And so there's these really great amenities that aren't commercial. They're not nine to five. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, 24 seven kind of places that are now centered, centered in the loop. And that's, really transformed how people not only use the loop, but perceive the loop. 
Yeah, I think especially if, if someone hasn't been down by the Riverwalk in the evening, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing what, what's it's what's amazing. going on there. And the money that they're making down there is really amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you only have to sell a few glasses of twenty dollar wine. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so, uh, make I, a few bucks. I have so many clients who lived in Chicago in the early two thousands and nineties. They come back here and they're blown away with the development. Not only from the amount of buildings you have, but just with some of the you know public spaces it's completely different you know yes mm-hmm. yes and people are rediscovering their public spaces we they do, really are we do a lot of public space activation it's kind of the trend yeah. in downtowns and so one of our activities is called um, activate which is where we essentially some people might say we're throwing parties and alleys i like to think we're doing a strategic intervention oh, to go. demonstrate the economic capacity of the loop within those are, those these are my saturday nights cool, <laughs> those cool spaces and and, uh, you know, people are rediscovering the city and, and, uh, and multiple generations are. It's not just the millennials. It's, the, it's the, uh, uh, everybody else and the kids. And, and even the Riverwalk is really very family friendly. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful place now. I'm amazed by the amount of people for Activate that, you know, I mean, and, and how it just brightens, you know, you guys pick a different particular alley or yeah. right within the, yeah. and I mean, it's just... It, different artists that comes, you have different themes with right. it, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, it's an opportunity for us. We, you know, we, we are perceived as a bit of a chamber, you know, sort mm-hmm. of the, the old white guys, right? Um, but it's an opportunity for us to uh, provide a platform where all of Chicago can get together. So our, the, the artists that we bring in, the populations that we attract, they come from all over the neighborhoods. We get about five to six thousand people RSVPing for the event. Wow! And then we typically get three thousand to show up over wow. a, over a five hour period, and it's it's everybody from Chicago, and it's just yeah. a place where we finally, as an organization, you know, become a bit more diverse and more representative of the city. And so mm-hmm. we're we love the program. It's, it's not it's not an easy program, but it's it's a, a great program to really kind of bring Chicago together, and we're really happy that the city has had some interest, the administration has had some interest in scaling that to other neighborhoods around the city, south and west neighborhoods. And we're looking forward to working with them. Cool. Yeah. Michael, what are some of the uh, biggest difficulties you have with with your job? You have a lot of responsibility and and what do you you find that is? Well, uh, well, one is the perception that the loop is still nine to five. So from a marketing perspective, a branding perspective, that's difficult. And but for a long time, it was it was the only place really for business development. Well, Mm. you know, the rise of Fulton Market, the rise of the post office, I guess they're now calling it the post office district. Mm -hmm. um, The announcement of these mega developments that are just outside of downtown. Um, you know, those have all gotten people in downtown loop, loop property owners, commercial property owners, a little more sensitive to kind of what's going on. And um, at the, at, at right now, the, the cost of locating in the loop is actually less expensive than it is in Fulton Market for commercial development, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you know, by a lot. Right. right. And so there's this sort of urgency, finally, that we need to do something. Prior to that, there was no urgency. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other place for people to go. Businesses are going to locate in the loop. It's clean enough. It's beautiful enough. And, uh, and, and at the time, we were really competing with other cities like New York and L.A. for investment, and maybe even, uh, even globally. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're competing with Sterling Bay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the mega developments that are proposed around us. And I think all of the, many of the property owners downtown are beginning to realize that they need to think about their buildings in a different way. Mm -hmm. Really, in a way that probably DAC has been thinking about downtown for a long time. It has to be more fun, more transparent, more open. People have to be able to engage and experience these things. You know, swimming in a pool on the top of a building is, you know, a pretty interesting thing to do. And mm -hmm. so this amenity arms race that everybody's talking about within the residential sectors, you know, are, are now being played out in the uh, commercial properties. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a new mayor in office, Michael, and tell us a little bit about what it's like to work with Mayor Lightfoot's administration and maybe maybe how it's been a little different from the previous. Yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, Mayor Lightfoot has a, a different focus, which is on the surrounding neighborhoods. Um, we're very supportive of that. Um, uh, the, the previous mayor was a little bit more downtown centric, sure. mm -hmm. um, which we appreciated at the time, um, but we recognize there's a new reality we have had actually our downtown future series we've had programs on kind of flipping the script typically people say what's good for downtown is good for the neighborhoods i think everybody would agree that's not true the west and south neighborhoods have not benefited from a healthy sure. downtown and uh, so we flipped the script on that at, at, at a recent uh, downtown futures and asked what's the benefit to downtown if it's surrounded by healthy safe mm -hmm. clean productive neighborhoods. Well, the, it would be huge. The, the yeah. benefit would be huge. Right. And so we are looking for ways to partner with the mayor's administration on ways that we can work together. So just a couple of examples. Uh, one is that we're partners with something called Hospitality Hires, which is coming up on April 20th downtown. Okay. And this is where Cook County workforce and the neighborhood groups all around Chicago, not just South and West, uh, bring pre-qualified candidates together for jobs. And our jobs, Chicago Loop Alliance, the Magnificent Mile Association, and others, are to bring employers. And it's essentially a super job fair. And so 600 applicants show up. There's 60 businesses that are there that are all looking for um, people. And wow. you know, up until the last couple of weeks with the, with the, uh, con, um, the coronavirus, coronavirus there was 500 hospitality jobs going wanting downtown. I mean, the hospitality industry was, you know, saying we can't find people. And so yeah, there right. are That's all sorts of opportunities downtown. Uh -huh. And if we can connect the neighborhoods and folks that, that, that haven't been able to find a way to connect to downtown, that's sort of an example of how downtown can benefit the neighborhoods. Um, the other one is the scaling of Activate and these things mm -hmm. that we found success with that generate excitement out in the neighborhoods. Uh, we're also uh, thinking about and have begun doing a pop-up retail program. And so there's groups called, uh, there's a group called um, Boxville. Hmm. It's yeah. in, uh, out in the western um, uh, neighborhoods. And we'd love to give them an opportunity to set up and, you know, be around all of these people that are, come to the loop to see if their uh, idea takes hold and they can, you know, be more successful. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big thing, too, with especially Invest Southwest, is it doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. You know, you can invest downtown, you can invest in the neighborhood, totally. right? You don't have to take one from the other to put it somewhere else. So yep. I think it's definitely a good way to yep. look at it. But I do think it need it, it does need a, you got to change your mindset. And I Absolutely. think that, that, sure. that, that I think the mayor's really great at that part of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, how it actually, I mean, she's got this uh, program, Neighborhood Investment Program, so any development that happens downtown, there's a percentage gets thrown off. Mm -hmm. And under the past administration, that was, put into a pot of money as a loan for okay. a neighborhood project. Okay. And now that is a can be a grant. 
so it's a little bit it's it's a little bit more um, it should have a more stimulus effect than than the loan interesting program so let's see many of our listeners uh, you know we have careers backgrounds um, all over the place but we are always going to be accessing loop one way or the other um, you know, so I guess tell us a little bit about what we can expect from you guys in the next five years. Uh, is there anything you'd like to tell um, our audience directly? Well, I think that, um, and we talked, we touched on this a little bit, the, um, with the rise of Fulton Market specifically and, and, and the moving of these large bank buildings off of, building tenants off of um, LaSalle, there's this, real, there's this real concern of what is going on with the central loop which is the spine of which is LaSalle Street. Um, and I think what people can see, will see, is on a commercial basis, buildings becoming much, uh, much more like the, uh, as I indicated earlier, the amenity race uh, mm-hmm. that happened on the residential side. So what typically happens now in commercial properties or for the last 100 years is that every square foot of that property has to make money, has to generate income. And so that's why you tend to see credit tenants, which tend to be CVSs and banks and um, sure. ATMs, right? Not right. the most exciting thing mm-hmm. for somebody who's starting a career to come into a building that has an ATM in the downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what needs to happen is, is more entrepreneurial or more high-tech landlords, commercial landlords. And so they might have to take a risk on a restaurant and not make money on the restaurant, but adding 10 cents a square foot to all the properties above yeah, or mm-hmm. all the tenants above. And that's a totally different way for property owners to think. But I think what career people will see is more tech opportunities downtown, more different kinds of opportunities, something a little bit more akin to what you might be seeing in the Fulton Market. But, the, but these older buildings will be retrofitted so that they speak to what they're looking for, a place to meet for friends, I learned this term last night, positive transition. So if you go from, mm. have you guys heard of this term, positive transition? I have not, mm-hmm. no. Okay, so positive transition is I meet my friends after work, and we, you know, we walk down to a little club or something down the street, mm. and then we want a positive transition to the okay. place for dinner. Mm. So either that's, okay. the, that's the bar becoming a dance floor, or it's, a, it's an easy walk. Sure. There's so much density, it's an easy walk. It's a positive transition. It's not, we all got to get in an Uber, we all got to meet up at another place. It's okay. No friction. Right? Yeah. The party goes. So, the party goes yeah, on. It's on. Free game to so, the game. And it's close by. It's close yeah. by. It's close by. It's walkable, and it's uh-huh. not a boring walk. So this this also came up last night. So the loop, you know, the loop is huge, and yeah. so in Fulton Market is not, and so Fulton Market in the, in a, many ways feels good because of its scale. Okay. There's smaller buildings, four and five story buildings. And so all of the restaurants feel closer together because it's a smaller area. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there are nice restaurants in the Loop. They are becoming nicer over time, but they're also four blocks apart. Right. And sometimes the walk from one to the other is a bit boring. And so they feel much farther than they really are. Okay. And uh, so you know we need to do a better job of that. Our, our downtown buildings need to be more open and transparent, more light in them. And those are things that I think career people start to see downtown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to start a career, it's not a bad place to start a career in the loop in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, no question. Right? I mean, you're really part of the global infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are part of a global group now. And um, attracting talent is like the number one thing for global business districts around the world. 
yes, we're competing with these proposed mega developments, but we're also competing for talent around the world. And uh, you know, we can yeah. hold our own. We, there was a recent study done of the attractiveness of, of global business districts, and this was just updated. I don't have the updated information, but in 2018, the Chicago Loop was ranked seventh in terms of its connectivity to the world, its international airport, yeah. the amount of talent that's here, the number of headquarters, right. square footage of office space. In the space. world, right? In the world. Yeah, yeah. Wow. In the world. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So if you're going to start a career, okay, if you're not in New York or L.A., mm. well, you better be in the Loop or you're, you know, you're kind of nowhere. Yeah. I remember walking the loop for my first interview, and I still walk by the spot where I was sitting there yeah. prepping, and it was... Yeah, it's a great place to start yeah. a career. Mm -hmm. Great place. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. And to live. And to live. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Michael, how, as our listeners, how can they get more involved with CLA? Obviously, you have a, a large network of businesses that are, are members... Do. Uh, of course, and you know, downtown apartment company, same like we've really enjoyed being part of CLA. So, so yeah. what, what maybe I, I, there's there's a lot of different events. I know we we send our team, and there's a lot of great networking events mm -hmm. at, at unique places. So, how can people get involved? Right. So um, they could start by going to loopchicago.com. That's okay. our website. Uh, and as uh, you indicated, Ben, we are a membership organization. We have about 300 members. Uh, we're looking to grow that. We're, not, we're a little bit different than most business organizations because we have a very diverse membership base. And so you'll go to one of our, we call them looped in, a looped in business networking event, typically in some cool new space downtown, mm -hmm. typically catered by one of our great restaurants, typically free booze and food. So mm -hmm. there you Sign go. Mm -hmm. So there, there mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. And Everyone's going to the website right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, but but you'll you will meet a uh, somebody that owns the building. You'll meet an architect that maybe designed that building over there. You'll meet the the head of the auditorium theater um, that you know is is booking um, uh, the Joffrey Ballet uh, for their next gig there. You'll meet the Joffrey Ballet. It, it, there's lots of people doing lots of different things, um, and there's also lots of different uh, generations. So you'll meet the folks that have built the, the loop that you're in now, and you'll meet the people that are currently building it, and then the folks that want to build it mm -hmm. and be part of that. So we like to think that they're you know, pretty open to all. And as a membership organization, we understand that sometimes uh, business networking is a little difficult, a little challenging. And so one of the things we do is before the event, we will send out the RSVP list. Here's everybody who said they're going to be here. If there's anybody on this list that you want to meet CLA staff is there to introduce you. We'll be there to introduce you. Just tell us who you want to meet, and we'll make that introduction. And then you're off to the races. Yeah, so nice. it's a little way to, and that, whether you're new to the organization or you're, you know, you're an existing member or you come, we, just to kind of try it out, we'd be happy to introduce folks. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah. There's also a lot of things that we do. Uh, so we certainly have lots of committees. We, we'd very much like to start an emerging leader uh, group. Sure. So if any of your listeners are interested and uh, feel that they are an emerging leader, we'd like to do that. Um, we just, um, we need an emerging leader to emerge yeah. <laughs> to sort of start that because we're not, go. we're not emerging leaders. You know, we, we, we've sort of been around and we'd, sure. we like people to come in with new ideas. And so if anybody, any of your listeners want to do that, we're all about that. Very cool. 
Uh, we do have a big project coming up this year that we'd love for people to get involved in. It's called Elevate State. Yes, I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So Elevate or Elevate State is our planning process with uh, Site Design Group, which is the consulting firm that presented at the uh, annual meeting that you attended. Right. Which was which was great. The annual meeting is always a terrific event. Yeah, Quentin was there as yes. well. And, and everything within an hour, which is the best part. Most mm -hmm. people say, like, wow, that was a lot of information, and thanks for getting me out on time. Yep. <laughs> and <Yeah>. great entertainment. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Elevate State is a process to rethink State Street. And so some okay. of the things we've already touched on, like, how do, how do Ubers access State Street? You know, right. What's the congestion issue? Do we really need this, this many lanes? Are there buses, um, you know, from a mobility point of view? Mm -hmm. But there's also a place perspective. So Pritzker Park is totally underutilized uh, at the south end of State Street. We are activating the north end of State Street, which is, we call it the gateway. People have probably seen okay. umbrella tables and stuff up by the Witt Hotel. Right. There's all this space in the center of the street all the way down that was engineered out. Those were supposed to be medians and planters and trees, much like you see on North Michigan Avenue. Mm -hmm. That right. all got engineered out when the street was put in. You know, could mm -hmm. those be turned into something? The space in front of the Chicago Theater, in the middle of the street, you might see people. I think Erica had her wedding pictures taken there, or uh, some yes, of I know exactly some of her about. wedding yeah. pictures. Some, taken. Yeah, there, I don't know if and there was multiple. She found every corner there. of the city and just got a <laughs> few so pictures great. off. Mm -hmm. And uh, so picture that as a just raised a little bit, and that there's a uh, Starbucks or a coffee shop in the center yeah. of that. You know, a place where people can actually safely take that picture. It right. would be a huge destination, right? Yeah, and, then, and again, generate more foot traffic and more activity mm -hmm. on State Street. State Street's already a very busy street, so we have counters we count people and uh, so in the middle of summer there's about two million people a lot of these are the same people but there's two million eyeballs okay four million four eyeballs million. Yeah. on state street in a week in midsummer and wow. now well, right bad. now it's it's still 1.5 million people i mean there's a lot of people right. on state street yeah and um we want to take advantage of that so yeah. so it's about place it's about mobility but it's also about the market so how do your customers shop now well i go home and my daughters there's six boxes of amazon sitting mm -hmm. in the front uh, uh front door and i'm like uh you know your dad works downtown <laughs> supposed to shop on state street yeah. what are you doing and um and so how how do people shop now you know they shop in a, a totally different way and so right maybe some of these stores on state street should be more open and transparent you know the door, garage doors comes up yeah. the merchandise right. comes out right it's all about the experience mm -hmm. so what does that mean and so we would like the input of your listeners to tell us what they would like to see on State Street. Yeah. And so if you go to our website and, and click on Elevate State, you can uh, find out all the information. We just started that process. We'd love to have them. That's awesome. very cool. Yeah. And what is the, what is the timing on that, right? Because you're getting a lot of different groups involved. Yes. And, and so what is, what is the timeline looking for something like that? So our goal is to have a finished study um by november wow it may not be published until first quarter of next year mm -hmm. um but uh, our hope is that it would drive future investment decisions so we spend about three million dollars a year on state street as part of our special service area okay and so right now we're replacing trees and grates and banners and all sorts of things and, and it's getting expensive because the street's 25 years old mm -hmm. right and so the impetus for this was to really inform a capital budget um, as we go forward and then to, as we're doing that, to make the street more relevant to today's shopper. And, uh, and, you know, there's all these people living on the street. So this is a kind of a crazy idea. But right now the street is theaters to the north, 
retail in the center and universities to the south between Wacker and uh, Ida B. Wells. That's mm -hmm. how it's sort of set up now. And mm -hmm. we're thinking that with the introduction and your great work of residential on State Street, how does residential play into those three, into those three groups, sure. those three groupings? Mm -hmm. And uh, we think that that's, there's really some opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. So we always ask, Michael, when people come on, one uh, place that you recommend to go in the city, obviously you're very familiar with with oh, yeah. the city, the loop, you know, what's one place if you're visiting from out of town, you need to go there. Okay. So uh, I would say you can have more. Well, well, I have two. Okay. I have two. Right. So okay. one, you know, one, your listeners will say like, Oh God, I've been there. So <laughs> that would be the river walk. So mm -hmm. the river walk is just an amazing bad. place yeah. where you can meet lots of people. And it's always a good time. doesn't matter where you go. Island party hut, you know, the, uh, 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 city winery, it doesn't matter. You're going to have a great time. And you're part of the vibe of the city, mm -hmm. right? I mean, really the vibe of the city. A place that probably most of your listeners wouldn't go is a place called Iwan Rees. Iwan Rees okay. is Iwan Rees, I-W-A-N-R-I-E-S. Okay. It's the oldest business in the loop. Oh, wow. It is mm -hmm. a cigar store and a cigar bar. Okay. And it's hard to smoke cigars in, inside, <laughs> anywhere in America uh -huh. uh, and in Chicago. But this is on Wabash. It's on the second floor of the cigar bar. Um, it's $15 to get in, bring your own cigars, bring your own liquor. And you're at the second <laughs> wow. floor, and the train, the, Chicago, you know, the train is rolling by yeah. right at the same level. And 1865, this store has been there since, no eight, since the Civil War, right? Wow. It survived the, it's yeah. survived the fire and everything else, and it's... It's, it's an eclectic group of people sure. that go there, and mm -hmm. um, but it's it's fabulous, fabulous. We so we have a little club, yeah, called Centro, um, mm. and uh, the the you have to smoke a cigar, you have to drink whiskey, and you can only talk about the loop, and that's okay. We do that. We do that Love about that. about <laughs> quarterly. Yeah. Don't even talk about Naperville. <laughs> Don't want to hear about it. Right. Well, of course, so, I, I didn't know if it was daily or <laughs> quarterly. Seems. Quarterly, yeah. Daily might get a little Yeah, quarter, yeah, yeah quarterly is sufficient. It's, uh, it's and uh, and it's funny, you it drink the whiskey and the ideas just start rolling out. They just start out. pouring out? Yeah, my God. Some of the, things some of the we best talk ideas, about. I'm sure. Come is that maybe how CLA that got started? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the end. that's how CLA got started. It's a, great, it's a great group. And so we, we, we invite, um, you know, we just have sort of a core group of four or five of us. And then we'll invite somebody to come in to sort of uh -huh. like bring in a different perspective. Cool. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's one, awesome. A follow up question I have for you uh, with the River Walk and everything that's going on, are you familiar with any current plans to sort of expand that further north, south? I know there's some developments going on further south now. And with Wolf Point East, they're, you know, revitalizing that whole strip as well. I don't. You don't? Yeah. I don't. I mean, they, they completed sort of the section in the loop last year, right? All the way to the lake. Um, so, no, I don't. I'm yeah. sorry, I don't. No, see what happens there. Uh, so, final segment uh, is something we call the Sunday Scaries. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, a little background. Everyone sort of has their bad days um, on the job. Uh, you know, our question is, what well, is the absolute worst day you've had? Whether, um, you know, something that took you by surprise or something that shook you? And, and what did you do to overcome it? Right. Okay. So, I got sort of two answers to this. So, the first, okay. in terms of Sunday Scaries, my understanding of that was that yeah. that's like mid-Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Young people start 
getting stressed out about what happens on Monday. Mm -hmm. All right, so mm -hmm. exactly. So That's how I've been informed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, I you know that happens to older people too. Okay. And uh, so know. my Sunday scaries is typically when I have a board meeting. Ben's on my board. Wow. And uh, so if I got a big board meeting, you know, I have to I have to provide information. Some ways lead, but really provide information. And Ben and the other. 20 people in the room are like the smartest people in the loop. And so it's a little intimidating to be ready to answer questions from 20 different people about 20 different things. So Well, you do a great job. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Ben. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, but my worst day ever um, is I was in my mid-30s. Okay. I was, had my dream job. I was managing downtown Buffalo, New York, my hometown. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was essentially this job, um, but in my hometown. And it's not every day you get a job like that. And I went down for my uh, annual review, my first annual review, and was presented with a couple of options. You can sign this letter, or you could sign this letter, and we agreed to part company. And I was shocked, because I thought I was doing a great job. But apparently, they did not think I was doing a great job. And, um, and I could give you 100 reasons why it was their fault. But as yeah. a 35, 36-year-old at the time, it was life-changing. Mm -hmm. uh, in many ways, but from a career perspective, it was don't take anything for granted. Yep. If you have a position, the job that you have now, you might not love the job. You got a job, and you should be thankful that you have a job, and you know work it as hard as you can, and uh, and try to be more aware of how you're impacting everything around you because sometimes you don't know what you're doing. So I learned a lot from that, but that was a really crappy day. Sure. Really yeah. Crappy day. Yeah. Yeah. Great, so. great advice there though. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to conclude this. Thanks so much, oh, Michael, yeah. Thank for, you. for coming on. And as far as finding CLA, it's, it's loop, loop Chicago, uh, loop Chicago.com. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there's lots of things on there. Could I just mention one more thing? Course, my, yeah. But my marketing, that. my marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't me. say that. <laughs> So we do have an employee of the month. Okay. Um, oh, yes. So we have employee of the month. And again, you can go online and put in the website, uh, loopchicago.com, probably backslash employee of the month. And you can nominate uh, anybody that works in the loop. And uh, they, if they're selected, they get $500 worth of gifts and prizes. Wow, that's awesome. And, and, and they will become part of a mural in the loop. And so last year, Whoa. we did this last year, so... 12 people's faces will be painted on someplace in the loop and will be up for a year. Um, and That's so if cool. they want to be, you know, immortalized in the loop, you know, nominate a friend. Yeah. We'd love to have them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's there's so many cool. people that do so many great things in the loop from, you know, people that you see it on the street, you know, Bellman at the front of the Palmer house. Yeah. I mean, they're like institutions. Right. right. Uh, to the people that work in our building that take care of us. I mean, they're fantastic people and this, the loop couldn't survive without them. And so yeah. we'd like to celebrate them. Yeah. Awesome. So, how, so you just go online, you nominate them. And yeah, there's a nomination. More nominations yeah, come there's in a, and they yeah. get selected. Okay, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. And then we have a criteria. Don't ask me what it is. I'm one, <laughs> one step removed from all of that. Sure. But, but, you know, we, uh, we like to have a variety of people, um, that variety of kinds of jobs. You know, from a yeah. president of a company, you know, to somebody that is, you know, makes, makes our office habitable. Yeah. So, and then I know you got you send out an email too to the members and say here's the employee of the yeah. of the month. And, yeah. yeah, and we celebrate I've seen them. some of yep. that. Yeah. No, yeah. that's fantastic. That's awesome. And then elevate state. So also mm -hmm. on our website, if anybody wants to be involved, it, that's cranking up. We're doing focus groups next week. 
Um, but there'll be lots of there will be lots of public meetings to input that they can come and share their thoughts. Yeah, thank we're you. really excited for that. So, yeah, thank cool. you. Well, thanks yeah, so thank much, you. Michael. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.